episode I had the privilege of having a chat with Pastor Mark Sowersby of ForgivingTheNightmare.com. He shares his very powerful testimony of how the Lord Jesus took something that the enemy had purposed for evil and turns it into good. And beyond that, Pastor Mark, not only was he healed, but he's now sharing his testimony to bring healing to others. How awesome is that? Let's dig in. Oh, we just come to you, Lord. I thank you for my sister. I thank you, Lord God, that we have never met. But, Father, we are on holy ground together. That, Father, we hold the hand of the master. We touch the hem of the garment. We believe in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you that you can gather people from every corner, every nation, every tongue, Lord God, to lift your name up. So I pray blessings upon my sister. I pray today that this podcast will go forth and reach and touch people with your name, with your love and your mercy. So bless us and be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, I just want to thank you for Pastor Mark and his heart to share what you've done in his life and your and to give you glory. And um, I just bless his family and I don't know their circumstances, but I just ask, Lord, that you would answer prayers that haven't even been expressed. Mm. Thank prayers you. Prayers that are deep in the spirits of uh, Mark and, and Jennifer and the family. Um, from the, the, the youngest, even, I don't know how many children you have, but <laughs> Lord, Amen, just Lord. the young one who maybe doesn't want to cause trouble because it's COVID or ah, you yes, hear Lord. that the prayers of that young one and you answer them according to your will in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, Coco, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast today. I'm honored and blessed to be able to share my testimony in the ministry of forgiving the nightmare. Uh, it's It's a testimony. It's a story of God's grace, God's mercy, overcoming by the power and the love of Jesus Christ. So I'll just start with my testimony a little bit. I call it, I name it, I title it. That's just a simple title called forgiving the nightmare, but it's a much bigger testimony. From the ages of seven to 14, seven to 14, I was horribly abused. I'm sure many people share those stories, share those memories, and share those pains. But from seven to 14, my mother married a man who was quite many years younger than her, and he came into our home and he abused me. He abused me physically, he abused me emotionally, he abused me spiritually, but he also abused me sexually. And at seven years old, how does one deal with that? How does one walk through those pains? I didn't know. I didn't know how to deal with it healthy or wise or strong. So like many children, you just kind of have to find a place in your psyche, find a place in your spirit. And for seven years, that abuse came. That abuse happened to me. I was raped daily. I was stabbed and beaten. I was burnt. And I was even sold for other men to abuse my body in a sexual way. But I thank God that at 14 years old, that abuse ended. That abuse stopped for a lot of different reasons. First of all, I got bigger. And my abuser could no longer have his way with me. Uh, But at at 15 and 16 years old, I, I came into a youth group 
I, I walked into a church and there was a youth group with a hundred kids that talked like me and acted like me and, and had long hair. It was the eighties and we all had long hair and, uh, you know, and, and our jean jackets and, and it was the eighties and, and the pastor, he was there and he, he was, he was talking about Jesus Christ. And one day he asked the group of kids who wants to make Jesus Christ the Lord and savior. And I raised my hand and I prayed the sinner's prayer as we call it. And Jesus Christ became my Lord and savior that day. And I wish I could tell you that all the pains of that abuse went away that moment. I wish I could say all the hurt, but it, it didn't happen. It was a journey. And in that journey, I had to overcome through the grace of God. I had to endure by the power of the spirit. I had to all in love with Jesus. As Paul said, I had to be more like him, more like God. I had to learn to decrease and let let God increase in my life. So this journey, I'm, I'm 50 years old now, and the journey has been a lifetime, a journey of trusting and forgiving and, and believing and hoping and trusting in the name of Jesus. So this morning, I just want to tell you, morning for me, evening for you, this evening, I just want to tell you that, that God can set us free, but it's a journey. I remember going to many times I went to the altar, crying and praying and trusting and calling on the name of Jesus. And, and saying, God, I don't want to wrestle with this anymore. I don't want to fight with it. And every day there was a little bit more victory. There was not one day that the victory all came, but every day there was victory. Mm. Precept after precept, the victory of trust, the victory of hope, the victory of love, and the victory of forgiveness. Mm. So today I can tell you, I can forgive those who who hurt my body. I forgive those who, who betrayed me. I forgive those who, who uh, weren't there for me because Christ has forgiven me. I have been forgiven much, so may I forgive much. But to say that to you today, Coco, it's, it's at the end of, a, end of a story, end of a narrative that I'm still walking through. I could, wish I could say to you that all the pain was gone, all the sorrow was over, but it's not. What happened, Coco, is those those familiar insecurities, those familiar pains, those familiar sorrows, those familiar habits and lies are often calling me. They're often calling me back saying, Mark, this is all you'll ever be. Mark, uh, you have nothing to offer. But you know what happened, Coco? The pain didn't go away. God became bigger. God's word became bigger than the lies of the enemy. Oh, they're still there. And some days they're louder than others. And some days it's so easy to go back. I feel like the, the Israelites in the desert. Some days you just want to go back to Egypt, right? You want to just go around and around. But you know, when you allow God's spirit, when you allow God's word, when you allow God's, God's love and mercy and grace, when that becomes bigger, you know what to hold on to. And then God, I've become a new creation. In God, the old is gone and the new has come. In God, he has poured new wine into new wineskins. Even though the echo of the past still rings in my spirit, God's truth rings louder. And I choose this day whom I will serve. And I put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness to be lifted off. So yes, was I abused? Yes, was I hurt? Yes, was I betrayed? That's all true. And it's a part of my story. It will never go away. But what happened is God became bigger. God's love, God's spirit. And in that journey of tearing down my walls and building an altar and laying myself and my future and my past and my hopes and my family and all that I am, my insecurities, mm -hmm. 
everything I laid at that altar. And God taught me not to look to the left or the right, but to keep my eyes upon him. So as I walk with the spirit of the Lord, I trust him. And in that, it's been victory. One of the obvious victories in my life is that this past year, I lost 160 pounds. You know, and that's all a part of it. That's just a, uh, that's just a reflection of what God was doing in the inner. Uh, so as I started to love God, as I started to die to self, as I started to say, hey, God, help me forgive others, this wonderful gift of me loving myself started. Oh, I have no visions of grandeur. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still a, a man with clay feet and a forked tongue. I still need the grace of God every day. But I can tell you this morning that as I started to love God and trust in his word more and more and love for me started, I wanted to take care of myself. I wanted to, I wanted to be healthy for the first time physically. So when the pandemic hit, a part of me wanted to eat cheese, cheesecakes and donuts. And the other part of me said, let's hit the treadmill. And I, over the last year, I lost 160 pounds. I got to see my toes again. It was wonderful. I missed them. They were, you know, but that was just a reflection of a, a bigger work. Food, food was always a comfort to me. If you would, food was my drug. Food never rejected me. When I was sad, food encouraged me. When I was happy, food celebrated with me. But oftentimes, it was leaving me hurting and, and not in a healthy place. So it's a discipline that came out of love, a love for God. And in that love for God, I started to want to take care of myself. That's one victory. I also started to write. And let me tell you, this is a funny story. I, I'm a dyslexic. So that means I see words backwards. Yeah. I am not just a, a simple dyslexic. I have it pretty strong. I, I've stumbled over, over words and numbers and even phrases. Sometimes dyslexia will help me, uh, will, will make me say it backwards. And, and last year, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Mark, I want you to write your testimony down. I said, oh, Lord, you must have a sense of humor because you've asked a dyslexic special ed student that when I graduated high school, I graduated with an elementary learning level, a reading level, I'm sorry. But in this last year, last year, I've been able to write. My wife is a highly educated person and she was able to assist me. God brought others on my journey who were able to edit for me. So this past month, we sent our first manuscript to the publisher. We're still in the process of editing and, and all the kind of work that has to do, but we're hoping that this fall, late this fall, or maybe early this winter, we'll have a book called Forgiving the Nightmare, where I'll be able to share with people, not just the abuse, but the story of how to overcome the abuse. Because to be honest, Coco, we all have a nightmare. Yeah. My nightmare, my nightmare was abuse, but we all have a nightmare. Maybe somebody else's nightmare was a death in their family. They yeah. had to say goodbye to a loved one way too early, or it was very tragic. Maybe their nightmare was a divorce. They never planned, but, but you know, it happened. And maybe it was a bankruptcy. Maybe it was, I don't know, but we all have a nightmare. And God wants to help us to forgive those who trespass against us yeah. as he has forgiven us. I wish I could tell you it happens in an instant, but it happens when we become small and let him become great. It's that daily dying to self. And yeah. some days it's easy. And most days it's hard. But when God becomes bigger, yeah. when God becomes greater, 
the, the shadow of God's love, the shadow of God's mercy, the shadow of God's cross mm. overcomes Amen. the pain and the sorrow of the past. So that's a little bit about forgiving the nightmare. We've uh, we put a Facebook page together called Forgiving the Nightmare on Facebook. So we'd appreciate anybody goes there and goes to Forgiving the Nightmare on Facebook. We hope you like our page. We also have a website called Forgiving the Nightmare, forgivingthenightmare.com, forgivingthenightmare.com. And if you go there, we built a two-minute video and we'd love for you to check it out. We just want people to know that if God can reach a guy like me, a broken home, uneducated, insecure, fearful man, if God can reach into my darkness and become my light, if God can reach into my hurt and become my healer, if God can set me free, he can set any of us free. So this morning, I pray that God will bless those that hear this, that whatever your nightmare is, may God set the captive free. May the mercy of God and may the love of God and may the cross of Jesus Christ be lifted up. Because Jesus said, if we lift him up, he will draw all men unto thee. We all have a nightmare, but today we all can have the mercy and grace of God to walk us through. Wow. That's so fantastic. I don't even, I just want to keep listening to you talk, but uh, <laughs> um, because this is, is what's incredible is that um, your humility, first of all, the way you come and say, um, basically without Jesus, I couldn't have done this. And, not at all, Coco, not at all. Yeah. And the fact that you're not holding on to what most people would think is normal, you know, anger, the sense that it's not fair. You're only seven, you know, all those sure. things that stop people actually from, from becoming free. So what would you say to someone who's stuck in that place, place of vengeance, vengefulness, which is understandable, a sense of oh, anger? Coco, that's a great question because, you know, I was there. And on certain days, I go back there again. I am not perfect. Uh, sometimes, as we say, the old man rises up, the flesh steps out. Uh, the only place I can truly find peace is in, in Christ. And not every day is it is it easy to find that peace? Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, Pastor Mark, if God is so loving, then mm -hmm. why did God allow this to happen? Or why did God let this happen? And it's really one of those questions I didn't have an answer for. I want one. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know why sin and the nature and the lust of man can overcome people and individuals and situations. And I went to my prayer closet and I said, Lord, how do, how do I respond to that? And the Lord reminded me a couple of things. He said, I was with the three children of Israel. I was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I didn't deliver them from the fiery furnace, but I was with them in the fiery furnace. I, was, I didn't deliver Daniel from the lion's den, but I was with Daniel in the lion's den. I didn't deliver Jonah from the belly of the big fish, but I was with him in the belly of the big fish. You know, I think about my past and the abuse, and I know I wasn't delivered. I know that these things happened to me, but the peace I take is to know that God was with me there. Yeah. And it's ugly and it's it's hard to think about that. Oh God, why didn't you defend me? Why didn't this stop? And I, and I don't have that answer, but I can tell you in my spirit, in my heart, that I know even in the darkest pain, even in the broken sorrow, even in the hurt and the loss, I know God was with me as he was with those in the fiery furnace, as he was with Daniel in the lion's den, and as he was with Jonah. Even though God didn't deliver them from it, he was with them in it. Mm, wow. 
that's uh, as you said, it might not be easy for some, but it's the only way out, and it's it the truly best is. way out. <laughs> it's the best way out. It truly is. You know, I think of Paul when he went to prison in the book of Acts. Yeah. And they stuck him they stuck him into the darkest place of prison, right? The dungeon. Uh, uh, they stuck him not in the just an outer cell, but the Bible tells us in the inner cell. Yeah. After being beaten, beaten and, and abused. And in the middle of that inner cell where there's no light, there was nothing, he began to praise God. Yes. In the middle of pain and sorrow, and I can imagine his flesh was hurting and his, his yes. spirit was doubting. And But there in the darkness of his prison, there in the darkness of despair, there in the darkness of, of confusion, he chose to worship God. Yeah. And we know what happened. We know that God started to shake, shake that prison. We yeah. know the door began to open. We know the jailer responded and he was set free. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes then when those who have gone through pains and hurts and have a nightmare to forgive, we feel like we're in the darkness of a prison in that inner cell. We're trapped and the enemy is lying to us. And the enemy is saying, this is all you'll ever be. All you'll ever be is broken. All you'll ever be is trash. You'll never amount to anything. You'll always be the, the lesser of. You'll never have anything valuable to contribute to yeah. anyone. You walk into the room and you feel like you're the least of in that room. Yes. But in that place, when we trust God, sometimes our our eyes say we're empty and our ears say we're we're foolish and our spirits say we're over. But when we walk by faith and not by sight mm -hmm. and we have ears to hear and we have a heart to receive, we begin to praise God even in the darkest places. And people go, how can you praise God? How can you have any joy for God? But yeah. in that moment, we say our God can, our God will. Our, and maybe, maybe he will begin to shake shake your place with his word in grace amen um i mean some people say um sometimes god allows or, or no allows is okay i'm okay with allows but some mm -hmm. people say god uses this uses these things to grow us i don't believe that but he is definitely i agree with you he is definitely in the pit and in whatever we're going through um right. with us the key is what you said um removing our eyes from the that being able to recognize the lies for what they are and turn Amen. to God. But Amen. it's a process, isn't it? Because I'm guessing you don't suddenly become able to recognize the lies. No, not at all. Especially, I think for me, growing up in an abusive home, lies become our language. Yes. Uh, deception becomes our standard. Yes. So lies and deception and misleading and and mistrust this becomes the language in the community that i was raised in mm. so when god started to speak his word into me when god started to uh fill me with his wisdom when god said come and let us reason together yeah. it was like it was like the clouds were were leaving my mind the, the the my ears were opening but even in that it took a while before i trusted Yes, like I, it took a while to to let that man, you know, the Bible talks about that he he renews our heart, he transforms our mind, and in that his word becomes becomes the light unto our life, you know. So 
we do have to read his word. We have to be in God's word and not just be hearers of it, but to be doers of it. And we, we stumble and we mess up and we go, is this really you, God? And is it this me? Was it the pizza I ate last night? Or are you talking to me, God? You know, and you want me to do what, God? You want me to start a podcast? Who am I? You know, so, but God says, if, if you trust me, hmm. and cast your eyes upon me. Yeah. Even though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, Amen. you will fear no evil. Amen. And, you know, the Bible talks about what the enemy meant for evil. Yes. God, en- God can use for good. Yes. And I believe that. The That's enemy important. the enemy tried to destroy me at a young age, yeah. tried to leave me broken and limping. But what God did in my life, nobody perfect. I'm far from perfect. I am far from having all the answers, but I know Jesus loves you. One of my favorite scriptures is found in the Gospels. And a man gets healed from blind, from being blind. Yes. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees bring this man before them, and they they just kind of have a theological debate. And, and the man stands there and he says, I know nothing about that. All I know. <laughs> I don't know anything about your theology. I don't know anything about your traditions. I don't know anything about this or that. He goes, but I know this. Mm-hmm. I was blind. Amen. But now I see. Amen. That's what I know. You know, there's a lot of answers I don't have. Yeah. I don't pretend to have them. And and I know my God loves people and we'll work that out and, and he'll come beside us and he'll he'll walk with us in those places. But I know. I know that I was lost, but now I'm found. I know I was blind, but now I was can see. I know I was dead, and now I'm alive in the grace and the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's very important. I'm really grateful for your testimony because I think sometimes, now I'm talking to believers, uh, followers of Jesus, we Amen. like to gloss things over especially when we're talking to people who don't do not know the lord and only talk about what's pretty and what's you know what smells good and what's pleasant and stuff but jesus actually never shied away from talking about hardship that's right dying to self picking up one's cross amen Um, Amen. he said i bring the sword well the minute you start following jesus seriously anyway you make a lot of enemies i don't know the people out there have realized that but that's right and, and, and there's something about your honesty and the fact that you're like, okay, yeah, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, it's been really hard. And some days were harder and some days may still be hard, but I'm sure. pressing on. So what That's keeps true. you pressing on? Is there one thing that keeps you pressing on? Well, the easy answer is to say Jesus, right? Yeah. That's the easy well, answer. The answer to everything, every question. That's you right. That's, <laughs> you know, when I was a children's pastor, all the kids would raise their hands and say, I'd ask a question at the beginning of children's church, and they would all raise their hands and say, Jesus. And yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the easy answer. But I don't want to go back. Amen. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to, to those sack, sackcloth and ashes. I don't want to go back to that pain. I have been transformed. Amen. I've been made new. I'm a new creation. God's given me a new name. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer Jacob. I'm no longer the deceiver and liar. But mm-hmm. now I have a new name. And I don't want to go back. It, I have to 
I have to purpose to stay here because the flesh wants to go back. The mind knows what to expect when it goes back. Sometimes it feels really comfortable to go back. I know my parameters. I know my expectations. I know I can live as a victim. Boy, I, I had a chip on my shoulder and I said, the world owes me everything. Yes. Yes. But I'll tell you, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to those poor habits. And, and I know sometimes I do. Sometimes I still stumble. Sometimes I, not sometimes, I do stumble. I do fall. I, I do, you know, it's so familiar. Yeah. But I don't want to go back and be that old man. I want to say, look at my Lord. And, and when I'm weak, he is strong. Amen. And he is the lifter of my head and the lover of my soul. And I thank God that, that what I hold on to today is not only that, that I'm saved and delivered and I'm a new creation, but I'll tell you, I hope to leave a legacy for those that my children and, and my children's children, I hope they never know the pain of abuse. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to leave them with many, 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 many things in their life that aren't going to, they'll have to work through and deal with. I'm not a perfect man, but again, they won't know the pain yeah. of abuse that I know. Mm. My children won't know it. Oh, they're going to have to deal with their own issues. And yeah, having me all, as a dad's crazy enough. I'll tell you that. They'll probably spend do. a lot of money on psychiatrists with me as a dad, but they won't know the pain of yeah. abuse, not the kind of pain I know. Mm. And I hope to give them a legacy of Jesus Christ. But that's the that ultimate victory, isn't it? Coming it is. from that place of brokenness and coming out and helping others. That's actually turning something really bad. And to those who listen, we're not trying to say it's good in any way, but turning something really evil into really good by bringing freedom to others. What the enemy meant for evil. That's it. God meant for good. And that's, and that's what forgiving the nightmare is all about. And again, that's why I encourage your listeners to go to forgivingthenightmare.com or find us on Facebook at forgiving the nightmare. Like us there. There's testimonies. There's other podcasts that I've done. There's, there's a sample video. uh, And when the book is launched, they'll go there. But again, I just want to come beside people on the journey. That's why I call it forgiving, not just forgive. Yes, because I believe book, it? it's an ongoing, you know, I think that we forgive what's in front of us. Yes. And then we see another facet of it. And then we oh. have to forgive that. And then I get older. You know, the 20 year old man forgave one part, but the 50 year old man has to forgive a different part. Yes. And, you know, when I became a father, I had to forgive a different part because now I knew what it was like to love a child. Yes. And I had to say, no one ever loved me like like that i never understood that until i became a parent yeah uh so i had to forgive in a different way so i call it forgiving because yes we forgive directly what's in front of us but as we grow and mature and realize the depth of the offense sometimes we have to say god help me forgive this quarter or this part or that side so it's for me it's an ongoing process i thank god that forgiveness of the cross came in an instant yeah. You know, it was complete. God's not forgiving. God forgave because yeah, he's God, he but yeah. he's, but he's having me go through the journey of yeah. forgiving. And in that journey, I get set free. Yeah. If you would, uh, the pain and the sorrow and uh, the weight yeah. falls off mm. and I walk in the freedom of Christ again, That's brilliant. not perfect, not perfect at all. But God does not, he doesn't ask us to be perfect. He asks us to be holy. And I've been thinking about holiness. And I think for me, at least, and anybody who doesn't agree, please send a message. 
I'm learning. I'm a lifelong learner. But for Amen. me, holiness Amen. is um, saying yes to God every time he asks me to do something. Amen. Amen. It's having it all figured out because I don't think That's we'll right. ever have it all figured out. <laughs> I tell I tell my church, I tell my friends, I tell our community on uh, at, at Forgiving the Nightmare. I tell people, I we do not live perfect lives. No. None of us. None of us live a perfect life, but we can live a forgiven life. Mm. We live a forgiven life. And it doesn't mean we won't stumble. It doesn't mean we won't fall. It doesn't mean we won't make mistakes. It don't mean we won't go backwards for a day and go forward for another. But I say we do not live perfect lives. Please don't think, uh, but I can live a forgiven life yes. because I have the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. It was a gift. Yes. There's nothing I could, uh, nothing I could do to obtain it. Yeah. There's nothing I do to keep it, but God gave it to me. And I live in that forgiveness of Jesus Christ. So far from living perfect, but definitely live forgiven. Amen. Oh, Amen. that's wonderful. I was, I'm going to ask you, well, whatever you want to add, please do. Sure. But I was going to ask two things. Um, what you could say to encourage people who feel guilty. I've spoken to a lot of people who were victims of abuse as children. And as incredible as it may sound, Many of them feel guilty for having, having been abused, which to me is, I understand why, but it makes me really angry that the enemy would put that in their mind. Sure. That's the first and thing. I, Second thing, if you could pray for people. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, I definitely will. Thank you for allowing me to pray. Yes. As far as the guilt part, obviously, I'm no psychiatrist or, or, or counselor. I'm a pastor. But I'll tell you just from experience, I think there's kind of levels why people feel guilty. First of all, because you... You, you wanted to be strong. You wanted to be mighty. You wanted to say, how did I let this happen to me? You know, you take away the, you, you forget that you were a child and you were innocent and you were, you know, in a healthy way, you were ignorant, right? You, you didn't know that you had the, the mind of a child or of a, it's somebody manipulated, abused, stole, robbed. So you feel bad for that. Like, how did I let this happen to me? Yeah. The second thing is, is oftentimes in families, when this comes to the surface, yes. um, there's attitudes and actions and broken of relationships and, and people get mad at one another. And maybe there's divorces, maybe siblings that part ways. And, and there's a guilt saying, well, if I never told anybody, nobody would have got mad. Yeah. If I never shared it, then maybe my mom and dad wouldn't have got divorced. Yeah. Maybe if I never. So there's kind of these multi- platforms why people feel guilty the first is for me i would say why did i let it happen for a long time i thought oh, why didn't i fight why did i kick why didn't i scream because i was a child yes yeah. i didn't know that yeah. and then the second is is when it did come to the surface there was just such ugliness in the family you know people were mad at each other there yeah. was there was fights, there was arguments, there was separations. So I carried that, oh man, maybe I should have been silent. Oh, so I think for those <laughs> rays, a lot of people carry that guilt. But yeah. remember, mm. it wasn't your fault. Amen. The person, the person who abused you did this to you. And may I say, Coco, that just because I've forgiven doesn't mean I don't want justice. Of course not. Just because, no, just because I can say I've forgiven you in the name of Jesus Christ doesn't yeah. mean I don't believe my attacker, my abuser, yeah. the one who caused the pain should not face justice. No, and, they need and to be so, held accountable. They need to amen. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes people go, well, you forgave, so everything's roses yeah. and cherries. No, I think if, if somebody has been raped, yeah. abused, that person 
that did that needs to find have justice done. Yes. But even in that justice, the victim, I hope and pray they can find forgiveness so yes. they don't have to give space to that person, that attacker anymore in their soul, exactly. in their mind, in their spirit. Yes. They don't have to be, if you would, chained or shackled to that yes. past, Yes. but they can be set free yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let me pray for our listeners and may I pray for you, Coco. Well, yeah, Let in any way you see fit. Yes, thank you. I will never turn down prayer. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Coco, for stepping out. Uh, I know we've just met, and but I can tell in your spirit that you're a woman of God. And I pray wherever your podcast, podcast reaches, your voice reaches, your spirit and your heart reaches, I pray that God will use it for his glory. So, Lord, today I pray for Coco and this this wonderful podcast, Lord. I, I thank you for her heart. I know, Lord, that she bathes this in prayer, but I also know she loves you and you love her, God. So, Father, I pray today that, that your word will not come back void. So, Amen. Father, I pray as two people share, Two people share of your goodness. Two people share of your grace. Two people share of your love. Father, I pray that your love and mercy will pierce the darkness. And Father, if people are listening today, and Father, the hurt of abuse, the hurt of pain, the hurt of sorrow just seems so overwhelming. In the name of Jesus, I pray you begin to set people free. Send them on the journey, Father God, of of hope and of love that they find in you, God. And in you, May you help them forgive and and receive forgiveness. So, Lord, I pray today that you bless those that are are listening. I pray you make a way for those that are hearing. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that, Father, you save the lost and you touch the broken. Father, I thank you again for what you've done and what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Guys, this is awesome um visit the pages let's just recap the name of that is forgivingthenightmare.com is the website and forgivingthenightmare.com yes and forgiving the nightmare facebook page i'll call you pastor mark just out of honor and respect thank you thank you so much for um this time and for sharing your story because it's yours you didn't have to share it you chose to share it so i'm honored and i'm sure those who listen will be honored and I know that you reached out to me for a purpose and there are people out there that God wants to touch through your testimony. Thank you well, very, very much. Thank you for having me. I think the name of your podcast is powerful. Ah, I think great that, touch. That grace touch. And yes. that's what touched my life. Grace touch and forgiving the nightmare. Uh, you know, I think it has a lot of connections that there's the grace of God that touches us all. You know, we have to start teaching for God. So loves not so much. Thou shall not Mm -hmm. let's teach that for God. So loves, I think there's too many people that want to teach for God shall not. Now that we don't compromise the gospel. We don't, uh, we don't, we don't make it light, but we let the Holy spirit be the Holy spirit. I want to preach for God. So love that he could take the broken, the hurt, the lost and every tongue and every tribe and bring him 
bring them to the cross of Jesus yeah. Christ. Amen. I agree. Amen. So, listeners, wasn't that wonderful? Praise God. Uh, please do get in touch, send feedback, comments. Reach out to Pastor Mark Sowesby. Go and visit forgivingthenightmare.com, his website, or the Facebook page. That way we will edify one another. Next month we will resume our usual program. Blessings. Have a wonderful month of May.